Scary Movie List Show. I'm Carrie. I'm Kyle. So, just like the title suggests, we like to watch and make lists of scary movies uh, <laughs> that have a specific theme or traits. And we talk about the Fridometer, we call it on this show, which is just how scary we each think a movie is, one through five. But we started talking about, well, which movies would be a five for us what are the scariest ones because we haven't really had like full five level that i remember in the last episodes no that are full number five i think the highest might have been a 3.5 so far yeah so we're getting scary same i think like maybe a three or maybe a four i may have said a four before anyway so to start off what does a number five meter flick mean to you what does it have to meet get up to that scale yeah i mean i used to like actively avoid horror movies uh and i still kind of shy away from like the stuff that is notorious for being really really scary but i have watched a handful um and i will say that a lot of times what really makes something very scary for me is also a bit of the environment in which i've watched the movie Mm -hmm. um like just a quick example, I was watching Donnie Darko once when my house was struck by lightning and it turned all the power off um, and I was in the basement. Uh, it was very terrifying. Um, while that film itself is not like super scary. Yeah, not really a horror it movie. definitely took it up a notch. And every time I watch that movie now when that scene happens, I kind of like flinch. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of ingrained in you yeah. in some way. So I think that there's that. And there are some like things that just genuinely scare me. Um, I, I jump at every jump scare, um, and I feel like at some point it's going to give me a heart condition. Mm-hmm. It's true that when jump scares are done really well, I can, I know when they're done well because Carrie jumps 13 feet into the air while yes. they're watching something. Yeah. I'm sure that actually it heightens the experience for others who watch a horror film with me, especially if they're sitting on the same couch because they're going to feel <laughs> me leave the couch. No, absolutely. And I think that makes it more fun. That's what's really great about watching horror films in an actual theater. Oh, gosh. It just it elevates it. And we have stories and we all have experiences watching a horror film in a movie theater. When it really clicks, you can really have a good time with it. I'm um, always really, it. really embarrassed whenever we do that because... <laughs> Uh, when we went to see Nightmare on Elm Street, one of the new, like the new, uh, oh, the remake? remake, I screamed out loud at the, was it the credits, like post credit sequence or whatever, the, like the very, very tail end of that film when there's like a nice jump scare, um, with the mirror. Oh, at the very end. Yeah. So before I it goes to credits. Loud. Yeah. <laughs> so Kyle, what makes a five for you? Cause you're like, not really, I feel like you're not afraid of anything, honestly. No, I totally am. Uh. But for me, just thinking about, okay, so what if I want to classify something as the scariest thing, like that's the top of my level. I think there are movies that make me feel unsafe when they're watching them. So not like it being in a certain environment. Those aren't the things that I remember about these movies. It's mostly about the imagery and the way that they make me feel. So where there's possibly moments that make my skin tighten or like my hair stand up on the back of my neck. That doesn't happen very often for me, but when it does, I know that it's really clicking. And it, you tap into that fight or flight 
It's like an instinct that pops into your brain when something like that happens, saying that there's like a danger here. And it just makes you uncomfortable, and that's really unsettling to me. Or they have imagery or specific scenes that really burrow into my brain, and they kind of just sit there and wait for me to be alone in the dark. Or asleep. Or asleep. You often have nightmares, I think, based on the movies you've watched. Yeah. Yeah, so they, they can sit there and wait like when I'm in the dark and before they spring up in my imagination and start terrifying me again. At that point, these movies kind of become an obsession for me because it just keeps popping into my head. Even though they may have scared the daylights out of me, I still can go back and revisit them because it's just an obsession. That's what a five scale, like five on the Friday meter for me, that's what they have to meet for me. All right, so let's jump into it. Um, I'm going to talk about an experience I had with a, uh, a movie that I would give a five definitely to, and I think it does suit your unsettling, unsafe kind of feel. Here's the scenario in which I watched this movie because I think that really helps make it make a little bit more sense as to why I give it a five because I, I think some people aren't afraid of this movie at all. So I had stayed up all night with some friends. My parents' house is in the middle of a cornfield, so we're like out in the middle of nowhere at my parents' house. Um, I think I was 17 or something. I think I was a senior in college, or a senior in high school. And we, uh, around 5 a.m., decided to turn on a movie, and it was Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Mm-hmm. Um, so like the original 19, what, 74 or yeah. something. Um, and what's interesting about that scenario is that when you've stayed up all night eating like essentially just junk food, your stomach is already kind of doing its own so thing. Cheetos and Doritos and ice cream. And yeah. What? Airheads. <laughs> yeah. You know, like it's just it's churning and it's you really at that point do you just need to like cash your chips and like take a nap. Um, mm-hmm. But instead at like essentially almost dawn. We turn on this movie that I have never, I I had no experience with it. I did not know anything about it. I watched it completely cold. I had never seen the trailer or anything, but somebody was just like, I brought this movie. Let's watch it. And it felt so grounded in reality that when it started presenting these images, like the dining room table scene with all these like chicken feathers and like bones bones or like the meat hook it felt so visceral and like so i don't know like i've watched that movie think like very much with this idea of how did this come out of someone's brain and it was just it messed with me so bad uh that that day i could not sleep so i stayed up all night all day and then I had trouble falling asleep the next night. Um, and my stomach was still like, I was nauseous. It's very rare for me to feel like I'm going to throw up. Like, especially, I've never felt that way about a movie except this one. Mm. And I think that the imagery is just, it's unreal, but it is very real. And from even for the first scene, it really affected me. And I think anytime I look back, we actually went and saw this film again. I think the second. I often don't re-watch horror it's films. True. Yeah. Um, so um, the Alamo Draft House, which is like a local theater chain, it's actually growing. It's at a lot of different places. It's kind of known for having food and like experiences with their movies. They had a rolling road show where they bring a screen and a giant projector and screen a film 
in an interesting location. So we actually watched it in front of the actual house from Texas Chainsaw. So like that was, I think it it tamed it down a lot. I will say during that entire experience, for some reason, I think my chair was in a hive of like fire ants. So I was just getting bitten by fire ants consistently throughout the entire experience, Mm -hmm. which I don't know, maybe that also amplified that and made it less... (laughs) (laughs) Like I was not giving it my full attention at that point. Yeah, I remember that. It was, they had moved, the the house wasn't in the original location it was in the film. They had moved it to this new location. And I'm not going to try to remember where it's at. But they had the screen set up like right outside the front facade of the house. So there were the moments when the house was featured in some of those great shots in the film. And you looked, you know, 10 feet, you know, take a glance to your right. And there's the house right there. It was a really cool experience, and we got the tour in the tour inside of the house after. It was pretty cool. Yeah, and I will say also we um, we really enjoy Halloween Horror Nights at Universal Studios, and they had a Texas Chainsaw house, and I think Kyle was kind of dragging me through a lot of these to begin with. But when we were waiting in that line, I just I was like, I can't. There, it's going to be so realistic. Like they, I knew they were going to have that meat door. The sliding door that's under the stairs. Hmm. Um, I knew that those things were. I'm gonna be in this space, and I just, I almost cried. <laughs> I don't think he knew that, but I was like, I really didn't want to go in, and I did, and it was, it was cool. Like, I think that maybe facing my fears is good, but mm-hmm. that movie will forever be a five for me, no matter what scenario I watch it in. But um, I think that my first experience with the film definitely left a huge impact. Yeah. All right, Kyle, so what would be a five for you? The first number five that popped into my head, really both of these, when we were talking about it, we were talking about a couple of films to come up with. These popped in my head pretty quickly. And the first one is The Others from 2001, starring Nicole Kidman. It's a World War II era ghost story. And it has an atmosphere that you could scoop with a spoon, like not cut with a knife. Like it's so <laughs> much there that you can scoop it. You get, it's, it's all over the movie and it holds true throughout the whole thing. It, the way light and shadow play together, showing you bits of things, slightly showing kind of through the dark and those candlelit or moonlit moments where a character is completely surrounded by darkness is really chilling to me. Just in those scenes and in those moments, it taps into an early childhood memory, actually, for me. Hmm. And one in particular. So... In one of my childhood homes, I would wake up sometimes, you know, alone at night, not knowing what time it is. It's just pitch black dark, and I need to go to the bathroom. So you have this, you can't go back to sleep because you have to go to the bathroom so bad, but it's in the middle of the night. And I had to go downstairs to go to the bathroom because our bedrooms were upstairs, and those are the only things that were upstairs. So kitchen, living room, everything else was downstairs, including the bathroom. So in this ultra darkness, I had to go down this wooden staircase and walk past this old rocking chair to get to the bathroom. And I couldn't turn on the light because the light that I would have used would spill into my parents' room and I didn't want to wake them up. (laughs) So I would always take this journey through darkness to go to the bathroom if I had to at night. It didn't happen a lot, you know, but as a kid, you remember those things. So that atmosphere of darkness surrounding everything and possibly hiding things reminds me of those moments of walking by this rocking chair and down the stairs thinking of what if that rocking chair starts rocking by itself or something. Where do so, you go? Yeah. Do you just pee your pants and go right. back do to I, bed? Do I run back, <laughs> back up the stairs or do I just gain up the courage and 
fight through my imagination to go to the bathroom. So that kind of tied into how this movie really plays with darkness and shadow. It does have a twist or a revelatory ending. And I think a lot of people think that it's kind of a one and done watch. Like, oh, great. That's that's what it is. I don't have to I don't need to watch it again. But for me, it has a pretty good replay value because you can find clues while you watch and listen. And the really terrifying moments, they almost become more interesting when you know more about the movie and the story. So because of that, the replay value and the feeling that I get when I watch it. I remember I watched this in the theater and there was one specific scare in the movie. I'm not going to mention it, but there was a scare in the movie where it hit me that I'm I'm not safe in this movie theater. Like I kind of want to leave because I'm scared. <laughs> As and I'm pretty sure I was almost an adult person at that point, <laughs> but it just instilled some. It, it's flipped a switch. Some type of fear really resonated with me. So it'll always be a five for me. I feel like that movie somehow they did such a great job of keeping that revelation a secret. And you know we're not going to ruin it for you either here. But um, I had when I watched it because I watched it with you for the first time yeah. just a few years ago. And at that point, I had already seen Saturday Night Live made fun of it with like the girl with the veil. And I think also Scary Movie in the trailer yeah. for it had made fun of that. It had been and then, parodied. And so that moment was just ingrained in me that, that it was funny, something to make fun of. But the end of that, you're right, the end of that movie, just like it packs such a great punch. I actually do want to revisit that one at some point. Just like you said, I think it's sort of like because there's such a great thing going on uh, that there are there is foreshadowing that I think I completely missed on my first view. All right, you heard it here. It's the first rewatch of a horror movie for there you for go. Carrie. And it's, <laughs> I I would agree also with the five. It it scared me. That yeah. movie really scared me. Okay, what's what else you got? Okay, so my second one is actually kind of interesting because I still haven't finished it. That's how much this I movie think I know scares me. Mm-hmm. Uh, so some people listening to this might laugh because maybe you have finished it or maybe like it doesn't scare you, but for some reason, and this has nothing to do with the scenario I've watched it in. I've watched it in, I've tried finishing this movie three times and never made it all the way through. And I'll even tell you what scene I get to before I turn it off, which is not even like really that frightening, I don't think. I just know that it's about to get worse and I can't handle where I'm at even. (laughs) Um, And that's The Ring from 2002. So this is a remake of what I've heard is the original is even scarier and maybe harder to handle. I still think the American, and I think it's because I did see the American version first and I also have some pretty legendary scary moments ingrained in me from watching that movie as well. So I think the American version is scarier, but the Japanese original is really unsettling for sure. This movie freaks me out. I don't know, on multiple different levels. There are jump scares that the imagery of the jump scare is so frightening that I I don't know. I Like I said, I have this like physical reaction to this movie when I watch it. And usually, like I said, by the time I make it to almost, I think the third act is about to begin. So we really haven't seen probably what I would imagine is going to be the scariest stuff in the movie yet. Um, I'll have to report back to you guys whenever I do one day get the bravery to finish this film. 
But even from the get-go, like, there's a, a flash that happens toward the beginning of the film where uh, a character is recalling something that they saw and they mention, um, or I don't even know that they mention, they just, the flash goes to a little girl sitting in the bottom of a closet and her face, there's something going on yeah. with her face. They're like, you should have seen, or I keep seeing her face and or something. And it flashes and it for up. such a short amount of time that you can't even take it all in. But my imagination just like turns that into like something that I, again, I can't handle. And I know that I can't handle it. So the part of the movie that I actually get to, so I'm brave enough to make it to the point where they are on a ferry going to this island and the horse jumps. Mm, that's yeah. that's it. Because I know that what is left of that videotape, because um, the idea of this film, of course, is they have a videotape and it's within seven days of you watching this from start to finish, you will die. Mm -hmm. And that you'll witness these images before it happens and so i get to that point and i know all is left is this weird ladder and then the well and then her coming out of the well and or crawling out of the tv or i don't know can't even remember i've washed this film from my mind and actually mm -hmm. i'm probably gonna have nightmares tonight just trying to recall it but I know that, that that that's what's left of the movie. And I'm like, I have no desire to finish this movie. Usually by that point, I'm like, like I said, I'm like shaking or sweating. I don't know why this movie gets to me as much yeah, as it that's, does. That's what I was going to ask you. Why, did you. why do you think it's it's so scary to you? I mean, maybe it is that it relies a lot on jump scares. Maybe it is the fact that like... I don't think, I don't think there's a lot of jump scares. I mean, I think that the, <laughs> there's some a lot of like pretty like piercing imagery that that comes up pretty quickly but i don't know if i would consider them jump scares maybe. but maybe that's just what you remember them as by right because i i don't think i've tried watching this in at least three or four years yeah well the other thing i think that really gets me is the idea that this vhs tape like the the mythology of the of this tape because you do hear about you know like the isn't that there a film i can't remember what it's called but it has like this lore that it played in a theater and then everyone in the theater yeah. killed one another cursed images or cursed movies yeah it's kind of a folklore type thing yeah and it's something that like it's existed for a long time i also like i don't know i heavily watch just random videotapes that i find uh you know and i i uh even at a young age was watching a lot of like experimental films and things like that so it I think maybe it just sort of tied in with like the other strange imagery that I had seen before. And because this experimental film that's on this VHS tape that'll kill people, I don't know. I just, I couldn't, I just couldn't do it. Mm -hmm. Of course, also, of course, the classic thing that anybody does when they watch that for the first time is somebody knows that you're watching it and they will call you at the conclusion of watching the video. Oh, of course, yeah. If you can if you could set that up, that would yeah. be the ultimate. Right so of there. course <laughs> our phone rang <laughs> when that happened. And I think at the time I was like maybe watching with like my high school boyfriend and a couple other friends and I look around the room and no one had their phones out. Like it was clear no one was like, <laughs> I'm freaking out. And uh I go upstairs and it's like a family member. It was not even anybody that knew we were actually watching the movie. It just timed out perfectly. Uh, it'd be like my grandma or something. So That's now wonderful. every call from grandparents is terrifying. It's a great little universal <laughs> a prank. It's a great little universal prank, yeah. <laughs> Everybody does that. <laughs> 
So what was your second one that you thought of? My next movie is Insidious from 2010, <laughs> directed by James Wan. And Carrie's laughing uh, because this movie just grabbed me by the throat in the first few minutes, even the opening of the movie. There's a simple scene where a kid is sleeping, but the camera wanders through the house and settles on this figure that maybe could be just shadows until it moves. <laughs> And a single violin starts to shriek on the soundtrack, and then more violins are added, making up this wall of kind of tortured music. And the camera pushes into this dark room, showing this ghostly old woman holding a candle. But it's a simple and insanely unsettling image that just sets the tone for what you're about to experience. I mean, that's what I remember from seeing it for the first time. And that feeling of dread, or at least for me, held for the entire movie. I think it's nightmare-inducing, and it was also inspiring to me just as a filmmaker, and I still have nightmares about it. I just think (laughs) it's a really well-done horror film. A lot of people have problems with the third act and and the climax. It kind of gets a little almost haunted house feely, maybe a little bit not as subtle as a lot of the rest of the movie's scares are, but I just think it's terrifying to this day. And it is a movie that I like to watch at least like once a year or something just to remember the heebie-jeebies that I get through a lot of the different scares in that movie. Am I allowed to tell the story of the night you watched Insidious for the first time? Sure, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) It's a little embarrassing. I, I don't know. Maybe not. I mean, I think this happens to everybody. But so at South by Southwest, they have midnighters. They have films they actually play at midnight. And so oftentimes they go until you know, 2 or 3 a.m. And these are always scary or very bizarre films that they're going to show. So you're almost like hallucinating because you're tired from a long day at the festival. And then on top of it, you're watching something that's uh, got some packs a punch, I guess. Yeah, and this year, or that year, Insidious was one of those midnighters. Yeah, and there had been a lot of people whispering about how this movie was really scary. And nobody knew a lot about it either. That's a cool thing at this point. Like they had released an image and a little bit of a synopsis, but not much. Not I mean, like this is a still teaser. in the festival circuit. Yeah, no teaser, no trailer really to base information off of. Yeah. That's actually, I think, why some of the movies that we've seen at, at the Midnighters just it catches you off guard because you don't know what to expect. Well, anyway, uh, Kyle decided to go see it. I, for whatever reason, I think maybe I had to work the next day or something. So I decided to sit this one out. And I went home and fell asleep. So Kyle comes home and wakes me up. <laughs> to tell me how scary this movie is. Yeah. And then he goes to sleep. And in our apartment, there's a closet that doesn't have a door on it. It's just like a little open archway. Yeah, at the time we were at an apartment, a smaller dark- apartment. Yeah, and this archway just goes into darkness. Like, unless the light's on in there, it's just like a dark, cavernous little closet. Yeah. Uh, So I'm awoken at like, I don't know, four in the morning or something, just... Or maybe even earlier than that. It might have been like, yeah, I think at that point he would have been asleep for an hour or so. He is looking into the closet, screaming out loud in his sleep. I don't remember screaming out loud. <laughs> so I'll take your word for it, I guess. But So apparently darkness uh, just yeah. scared him. I, th- I mean, guess with both of my picks, there's a lot. They play a lot with darkness. I mean... Horror movies do that in general, but there is a very specific focus on playing with darkness and what's in darkness 
in both of these movies. So maybe it's just the ultimate fear of mine that I never really 100% realized, just fear of the dark in this general. This has been a, a therapy session. <laughs> Kyle now knows he is afraid of the dark. Yeah. yeah, anyway, that was very frightening. I also watched this film uh, a few years ago, and I was actually kind of surprised because Kyle had built it up by having this uh, reaction to the film. And I was actually surprised because I found it... I found it scary. Yes, it's definitely still a five for me, but I was kind of shocked at how independent feeling that movie is. And maybe that does add to the scariness because with independent films, they're not answering to a studio really or whatever. So kind of they can go anywhere and you don't really know, like, are they going to have a happy ending? Are they going to like, how is this all going to play out? And so, um, yeah, I kind of, it did, it did scare me as well, but Mm -hmm. Man, it really got you, and I, I found that very satisfying. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think, I mean, it's rare that I'm super affected by one that really terrifies me. That was one. Yeah, do you have any other movies that would have been a five? Yeah, Jaws. Jaws, <laughs> okay. Jaws, I have also a fear of being in deep water. Like, if you're like, hey, let's go out on a fishing boat and then just jump off the boat and swim in the middle of the ocean. No, thanks. You can do that if you want. <laughs> But yeah, that's Jaws is a five for me. What about you? There's a night that I will never forget that we decided for whatever reason to have a double feature that I would never recommend anyone else going through, uh, which is of um, uh, Inside and Martyrs. So we watched those two movies back to back. And the situation that we watched it in was essentially, I think there were like seven of us crammed on this Ikea couch. That or on the floor. Or on the floor, resting your you know your back against the legs of somebody sitting on the couch. So we're all in this tight little bubble. And um, I think we watched Inside first. And there was a guy that had been resting his back against my legs, and he fell asleep after that movie. And he began having nightmares while we were watching mar- Martyrs. Like, he immediately fell asleep and started having, like, <laughs> screaming nightmares. Yeah. Uh, so that added to that. But those two movies are so disturbing. Mm-hmm. I mean, both of them are super interesting, and they have a lot to say, which is something that I really enjoy in horror films. But both of them, I mean, I wouldn't watch them both on the same day unless you plan on uh, maybe you need to have like a couple all nighters in a row. Like you don't want to sleep for a while. <laughs> maybe then, maybe then you, or maybe, you know, at that point you need therapy or something. I don't know. <laughs> they really messed with me. What's another one for you? Well, you said The Ring. The Ring is also a number five for me. So I'll go skip it and go to another one. The Blair Witch Project. Oh, yeah. Was a five for me. I remember in this case, I do remember the situation where I watched it. Uh, it was in high school and I was hanging out with some friends and one of them had the VHS tape and we watched it in their bedroom on one of those small 15 inch or 13 inch combo VCR TVs at night, turn off all the lights and just hang out on the floor in a friend's room. I found it to be really scary, but tried to play it cool. Like I was tough, of course, in high school, but driving home or going home, it would just play it over and over in my head. Because it really ultimately is a movie about fear, not necessarily about a witch. It's about pushing fear to the limits. And it still it still gets me, no matter what format I watch it on. I think I have it on VHS, DVD, <laughs> and Blu-ray. <laughs> it's one of those movies I own it on a bunch of formats. Ugh, yeah. You have another one? So scary. I think House of a Thousand Corpses is probably a five for me. You're kind of smiling. Um, 
that you're I'm smiling not... because I, I'm glad that I'm surprised that you're mentioning it. And I love that movie. I would say a I don't love that movie. I hate that movie. Despise it. Okay. It, it, Fair enough. I mean, maybe that's like the sort of the idea of this list is like it affected me. And this one affected me so negatively that I was like, I don't think I ever want to watch another one of Rob Zombie's films ever. I had already seen Halloween that he had made. But yeah, I, it totally turned me off of that. And I think it's because it was just like the imagery is so gross and disgusting. I mean, maybe it has some of those same elements of like Texas Chainsaw and stuff. Absolutely. You're also right in that it doesn't feel safe. These people are nuts. And you have no idea what they're going to do. I think it's unpredictable, too. That's one of the cool things about it. Ugh, I just, I couldn't, I, I don't like that movie. Yeah, but it, I get it. it's a, so scary to me. And uh, I don't, I definitely don't think this movie is for everyone, for sure. <laughs> but it's, it's funny because some people, like, I think that there are people out there that that is their favorite movie. And I do not understand that. <laughs> And that's fine. We're we're an elite group of geeks, <laughs> metalheads. Yeah, uh, I really enjoy that movie, and I don't think that's a five for me. I have more fun with that movie than I'm scared by it. But it is. There's some unsettling, really messed up moments. You know, I guess now that I think about it, it does have a lot of Texas Chainsaw in it. Like, oh, yeah. isn't it like a roadside attraction or something that they they like work in, or that it's like a road like a pit stop or something maybe i'm confusing it well it's a group of friends that stop at this gas station that's it gas station and it leads to a house and it goes further than that kind of spirals into gas station more maniacal stuff gas station leads to a house of crazy people yeah and i wanted to mention my last one which may be like the genesis of when i started to really be afraid of things like at early early idea of fear and that's the wizard of oz uh yeah it's a great movie musical wonderful fairy tale but i was terrified of the wicked witch of the west it's something that i had my earliest nightmares about her and a lot of people are afraid of the monkeys but i was like well the monkeys are are just doing their job like those (laughs) her flunkies she's the one that's pulling the strings and all in black and She's really ferocious when she's on screen and angry and mean. And the idea that she can fly, she can be anywhere and go anywhere really that she wants. It's one of those early milestones of being really terrified of movies. The earliest I can remember of The Wizard of Oz. So that's a five for me. (laughs) It's so interesting. So maybe uh not stopping at weird gas stations is the moral of this episode (laughs) yeah (laughs) or at the very least i'm not gonna do that ever yeah or at least from my side maybe turn on all the lights forever so you're never in darkness that's a good idea (laughs) you as you know i never leave a room without leaving the light on Mm -hmm. maybe that's me just trying to help you out i appreciate it yeah our poor electric bill all right, so that is our list this week. Uh, we would love to hear from you. What do you think makes a movie a five on the Fridometer? Uh, let's keep the conversation going. We have an Instagram, which is at Scary Movie List Show. And just leave us some comments. Show us some love. Leave us a rating. Share this with your friends. Yes, do that and watch more scary movies. Talk to you all later. Bye. Thank you.